what's good and i've been asking artists especially lately like what's good with you mentally and emotionally like how are you good i'm a little scared with everything going on in the news with ukraine and um russia mm -hmm. um nuclear tensions are high and i just can't understand for the life of me how we have people in power that can be so negligent when it comes to human lives and they'll just be like i don't care about y'all we're gonna blow some stuff up Girl, that's the thing that's really been bothering me. You guys don't know right now, you know, as we're talking, the whole mess is going on with Russia and Ukraine, is that Russia has been practicing for months. They've been over there training. So what did y'all think they was over there doing? Y'all thought they were playing? Like, so this is it's really sad. It's such a wicked, wicked world. So we got soldiers over there. They can't, not soldiers, um, some black Africans, Americans over there. They can't get back home. So we're going to keep them in our prayers, but I feel you, girl, my anxiety is a little, you know, a little, little shaky. You know, you don't know, you're gonna wake up, hit some boom, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> like the people in Ukraine, like they didn't know, they didn't know. And so, I mean, it, it's just terrible. It is a terrible situation and prayers go out to them, but it is kind of ridiculous that even in the face of immediate danger and threat that racism still prevails, you know? Girl, don't get me started about them videos I seen with them blocking them apples. Oh, great, that made me. Oh, and that racism still prevails. It's really messed up. I think at this time, I'm noticing that a lot of artists, no artists like Young Thug, he offered to help any kind of way that he can. He's just trying to find the right person to be able to collectively get them together to get them out of there. So I like the fact that there are artists who have the money, have the platform to help each other out. This is the time where we need each other but also you know in all these trying times girl i listen to your music and your music is fun it's upbeat it's funky and it's like it's music to put you in a good mood so what type of music were you listening to when you were a kid the same kind but a little bit more a little bit more slow where like i'm, I'm a anita baker mm. like i grew up with an old like old school mom so even growing up in a 2000 well i'm a 90s baby but 2000 grew up in the 2000s it's that's so so yeah i listen to a lot of anita baker tina marie uh um, mm. Khan, you know uh earth went in fire she kept us on that type you know she also had her ratchet side we definitely listened to some big pun mm -hmm. and some 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 other stuff we shouldn't have been listening to as kids but we was there for it and you know even i'm a 90s baby too i'm 91 remember back then music you couldn't really tell what they were talking about right until you got older you were like okay now you know exactly what that they just vulgar. There ain't no no clever way of writing it. They just coming on out and just saying it. That's what I really miss about that genre back then. The writing was something. Like you could people knew how to hide things. It used to be in your windows, right? But we got to also admit, we had people like Little Kim, and Little Kim didn't have no ear windows at all. She was talking about riding and you know, sucking it from behind. She was doing all of that. But mm -hmm. um music evolves, and what I don't like about today's music. Is that that 
there's there's not a, a diversity. There's not too uh, not a variety of artists that sound different, and you know, they they they're just different. We had that back in the two thousands. You know, we had many different artists, but now everybody just sounds the same. I can't tell who's little who, who's what what. I don't know. Girl, you sound like me. I said that same thing. I said, man, they all start. I was telling the producer on here. I was like, they all just started to sound the same at this point. But your music, like you talked about how your mom, the type of music that she was listening to, I can just imagine that a lot of women are your core audience. Is that true? Yep. Yeah. So what is the message that you want women to take away from your music when they listen to it? I want them to take away the fact that, like, look, we all go through the same things. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care like what side of the world you live on. We all collectively have to deal with these men. Okay? We all got to deal with these men. And it's, it's a different set of issues when you are a black woman traversing what it is to be black woman in America and dealing with the trauma of, you know, toxic masculinity. Because it's real. So I want people to take away from our music that we, we have so much stuff in common with Prove It To Me. That's one of those things. And then also, like, you never, you're never too uppity, too, too whatever, too old to have fun. That's that's message. I love that, too. Especially if you don't notice a lot of women who are like 40s and they're 50s years old. I'm cool with a lot of women who are older. And they look good. They going out. They're dating. They're not letting society put them in a box just based off their age. And you spoke on the song, also prove it to me. Where was your mind and heart at doing that song? Um, so I wrote it for a friend. Me and him were going through some issues. And I just want to just really quickly say, I've never really had a good relationship with men. You know, my stepfather was trash. I didn't know my real dad. My brothers were sometimes bullies, you know, but they loved me, but they had a very aggressive way of showing that love. And then when I ended up getting into relationships, I started realizing like, yo, men really don't really care about how they make us feel. And it's, it's treacherous. So the first, I've always had, you know, friends that were girls. My first male friend actually happened about three years ago. I had never been that close to a man without there being some type of romantic interest. But, you know, he looked at me one day. He was like, you know, you, you think I hurt you? And I said, like, I'm betting on it. You're a man. And he said, like, no, you haven't, you haven't even given me a chance. So right now, sometimes what, sometimes it takes a man to heal what another man is broken. Girl. So he, he healed me from feeling like there were no men in this world that could love a woman beyond the, their own their own, yeah, girl, I can't even get the words out, but yeah, their own self-interest. I feel you, because it's so funny, I was somebody, I don't really have a lot of male friends, and the reason why that could be because normally I'm thinking I just want a friendship, then all of a sudden you want to tell me you got feelings for me, and it's like, what, like, what, like, why we can't be just friends? Like, why did you have to take it there? Like, is those some of the spirits that you were meeting with guys, like, they wanted more and just friendship? Yeah, I've dealt with that. I've dealt with guys who said they didn't want anything and then played the part, played the role. I've dealt with I've dealt with a plethora of different guys. Just, you know, and not saying, oh, that's not so wrong. I haven't been around the block, but you know, I ain't been on the corner either. Um, I've had my time. But guys are different. And sometimes you have a guy who acts like Prince Charming and he's really a, a wolf in sheep clothing. You know? <laughs> 
What? And it's so crazy. I had an OG tell me this too. Um, he told me, stop telling me what you're looking for in a man. Because what he's doing is he's taking notes and he's prepping himself to be that type of guy. That's why it must go by. He showed his ass. I was like, oh. So now, I, you know, you probably heard that. What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? Don't, right. Don't. We said, what do I bring to the table? Or no, you asked me. Okay. <laughs> no. Cut of money. So now we're gonna 
have some fun, and we're going to get to know you a little better. So you have a single call all night. I'm going to ask you a few lovey-dovey questions, just so you know. Are you single? Yes. Oh, thank you. So watching, they may want to go look around and get to know you better, and these questions are going to help them out with that. So the first one is, do you prefer dates at night or during the day? Dates at night. It's all about the sun. When the sun goes down, honey, and the lights lit up. The lights are weird. I love it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Next. What is one thing you notice first in a guy? I notice, I, I notice his kindness. Like the little things that like opening up the doors, being nice. To, you got to be nice to the waiter too. Guys, let me tell you something. If you cannot be nice to the people that serve you, yes. you I, I don't want you. I don't want you. Yeah. That says a lot too. Like, uh oh, like, oh, I'm with a guy once and he was just so nasty to the lady because she had an accent and he couldn't understand it. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, like, you ain't got a home training? Those are things. Those are stage left. Next, what is the worst date that you've ever had? If none, what was the best date? Actually, I have both, but I'm going to tell you the worst date. The worst, because that was a question. The worst that I went on was exactly what you just said. I God took me out to a nice, fancy restaurant. We had valet parking. The guy, I guess the guy who was supposed to valet parking was still sitting there waiting. So it was cold. So he gets out and he started cussing the guy out, which I felt like he went overboard. But the aggression was needed because we waited out there for a long time for the guy to come valet parking. We go in and the waiter was so cool. He was so nice. But he was so hyped up off of being angry just a few moments ago. He brought all that attention into this guy. And so I just, it, and then more stuff happened that night. We got pulled over by the cops. This man didn't have the license. It was a lot. But anyway. Black girls. Oh my God. Like, they talk about zoom, going down here. Okay. Yeah. But what about the best date? Let's talk about the best date. What was the best date? The best, I, I, you know, I've had some pretty good dates, yo. And I, like, okay, so the best date that I had, Jesus, I'm going to tell you one. So I went out with one of my um, friends, and we were, we were romantic at this point. And, and I've never been bar hopping before. But we bar hopped all over the city. He introduced, and I was new to the city at this time, this particular city. I was new to, and he, we bar hopped all over. And we landed in this one bar where we, they was playing like, um, you want it? Let's do, was it ginger wine? Anyway, pony. And he started giving me a lap dance for everybody. And this old white lady, this old white couple, the white lady came up and put a dollar in his arm hands. And I still got a dollar to this day. I put it in my journal. Oh my God, that's so sweet. That's fun. You know what I'm saying? Like when you God has a personality, you have some fun. I can't stay up more days. I'll be telling you I'm so tired of going out to restaurants and be a boy. Had to excite me. That's how you get a call back. And <laughs> last, last, we're gonna finish the song lyric. You know that I love you, baby. You know that I can treat you right. Yes. Come on now. <laughs> yes. Perfect. I love it so. So you have a lot going on for 2022. I see you are preparing for the Blackout performance. So tell me what's going on with that. Like, how are you preparing for it? What can we expect from So expect a lot. Um, It's done. We recorded it. It's going to come out on the 4th. And it's just, it's me and my element. We got smokes. We got lights. I got dancers. It's the stage. I love stage work. I'm a performer. I'm a performer at heart. Ooh, did my camera? I'm performing at heart. So you guys are going to be getting a taste of what it is that I do. And keep in mind that as artists, we all evolve. So this is like my next evolution. So that's what people are going to see. We're moving from, okay, 
she don't like level five right now. We see her to be like, oh, she on beast mode. That's what you should have said. (laughs) You have bears. Are you going to have a band as well, too? Yes, the band is there. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's really important for singers to start incorporating bands more? Because you see that with Bruno Mars and um, Jasmine Sullivan. I feel like you have a band behind you and you are Mm -hmm. really... It just all comes together smoothly. Like, how important is it for you to still have a band incorporated in your performances? I think it's very important. Um, you, I think when you go up there and it's just a DJ or you, and you, or it's just somebody and you that you take away from the show, it really depends upon what type of entertainer you are. But I'm a full-blown yes. entertainer. <laughs> So I need for people to enjoy the aspect. And when you're in the audience, you're looking at all this stuff. You're looking at the background singers. You're looking at the band. Like, that's what's going to move and group people. Sometimes the old school is the best way to do it because they knew how Shaka Khan, Paddle Bell, they knew how to entertain a crowd and a whole, a whole entire room full of people. Mm-hmm. And I know personally for me, when I go to performance, I'm always like, look at the dude on the drums. Who is doing it? Like, look at the dude on the guitar. Like, I always notice it. Like, when you said about where your eyes go, because I'm observing anyways, I'm always checking out those people. And it's important to, like, uplift the band. Because a lot of these bands, they really bring these performances together. I wish more singers start incorporating it more. Because, you know, sometimes that's all you need is to boost your performance. So what do you have coming for 2022? Give us a 411. So, to, girl, let me get it from 2022. I have a lot going on. We're supposed to be doing a lot of shows. We're getting back. Everybody's outside now, live in, live in effect. So we want to go back because that's where I live and breathe. I live and breathe on stage. That's why I get my, my judges on stage, not the studio. I'm scared of the studio still to this day. Um, so we got a lot of performances going on, a lot of interviews. I just got a message about doing a mini tour um, with another company. So I'm going to look into that. Derek, don't kill me. Um, and then we got more music coming out. I- I'm actually, we're just in the preliminary stages of shooting um, another video. And then the album Good Girl TV is supposed to be coming out June uh, or the summer of this year. So I'm excited. I love that name, Good Girl TV. Like, how did you come up with that name? Because I consider a good girl. Like, people call me a good girl and I had to embrace it. Like, I am a good girl, like, but I'm fly and I'm pretty. So what's up? Like, how did you come up with that name? I came up with Good Girl TV because I, the song was called Good Girl. I wrote the song like four or five years ago. And my producer produced the song. But I also, I love that TV element. Like, I love the, like, the static, the news reports, not the Amber Alerts because those, the, those are bad. But, like, everything about TV, the quickest way that we as a human race and we as a people get our information is through the television. That's all we do, whether you get it from the television that's on your wall or you get it from the television that's in your hand. We get it from the screen. So I want to incorporate that about how you take the gaze and the insight and the onlook of women like ourselves, good girls, and what we really truly feel, because it ain't all that pretty. Okay, it really ain't. It really ain't. Have you ever had a guy tell you that you're like, you're too good? You know? Yeah. He cheated still. He cheated. And then five years, they come back knocking on your door like, ah, well, thank you. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> yes. knock on my door. Exactly. Janelle, it was so great talking to you.